0: This is the Firearms Trainers Podcast, Season 2, Episode 6, published on October 11th, 2021. I'm your host, Rob Beckman, and our topic today will be talking, what's a shotgun good for? Our podcast is part of the concealedcarry.com network, brought to you by XS Sites, made in the USA. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the firearm Trainers Association. Visit their website at ftaprotect.com com to learn more about their instructor coverage they offer and their competitive pricing. Receive a special 10% off on your policy by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is brought to you by N8 Tactical. As instructors, our students are always asking us what gear we use. And I always tell them I use N8 Tactical. Do you know that N8 Tactical offers several designs, each with extreme comfort for all-day carry? The Revenant and professional holsters have a patented tuckable design, adjustable cant, and secure twist release. My personal favorite is the KO-1. It is an all appendix holster that I can carry all day in comfort. All of N8's holsters come with a two-week try guarantee and a lifetime warranty even on the clip. Remember to check out their Flex Mag carrier also. It has a three-layer comfort backer and will accommodate several sizes of the magazines. Shop at tactical.com to find your next holster. That's the letter N, the number 8, tactical.com. We bring this podcast to support the industry the second amendment and most importantly every firearm instructor in america that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable now let's get on with the show today we're joined by instructor fred mattinson from force options usa welcome fred thanks for making time today for our podcast
1: thank you i appreciate you having me on well before
0: we jump into our topic today can you give our uh, our listeners a little bit of who uh, fred mattinson is and what you do
1: Sure. Well, a uh, little bit of background. I own ForceOptionsUSA.com, and under that company, we've got three divisions. Uh, most relevant to what we're talking about today is a firearms instructor. We do civilian and law enforcement training. I'm a post-certified instructor. We've got about 16 different post-certifications around the country and firearms and combatives and the, the entire spectrum of things. On the civilian side, we do everything from introduction to different firearms, handgun, shotgun, carving, all the way up to very advanced training. Um, We also have an executive protection, close protection business, and I am also a gun writer, which is honestly a lot of fun.
0: You cover a lot of bases in the gun industry, don't you?
1: I, I, co- I, I try to spread it out, as, you, as I say. <laughs> well, that's
0: good, because I think you're a perfect person to go along and talk on the topic we have today, and that is talk about shotguns, because I know probably a lot of the instructors out there, and a lot of the podcasts, quite honestly, we've focused on Pistols, because a lot of people are using pistols for uh, person protection. But when it comes to, like, home defense, uh, shotgun definitely uh, definitely shines there better than, than a pistol in a lot of cases. And you being the expert, you are. thought it would be great to have you on and talk about the shotgun.
1: Well, I'm a pretty big fan of shotguns. We talked about this before. Shotgun is a very diverse weapon. It brings a lot to the plate. Uh, you can hunt with it. You can protect your home with it. You can shoot out hinges on a door with it. There's, there's a lot you can do. And when we talk about defensive weapons, you know, when we talk about handguns, the term stopping power, a lot of times gets involved in that. And handguns and stopping power should not be in the same same conversation. Uh, it's just the reality. But when you bring a shotgun to the plate, especially with buckshot or even a slug, now you're talking about really being able to stop a fight in a hurry.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. A shotgun can stop a car, stop a charging bull. It can do, it can do quite a bit of stuff for, it, which at the same time, I wouldn't, unless I get into a really big Magnum, uh, pistol yeah. rounds and I'm not going to, I'm not going to carry the Magnum pistol rounds to, you know, on my <laughs> hip. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there are those rounds out there, but if I get, get to something that I'm going to want something, the longer barrel shotgun, uh, is definitely one of those, uh, options out there. Uh, Absolutely so, right. So when it, when it comes to shotguns, um, can you, exp- you you were talking about buckshot? You were talking about slugs. Um, you know, we all have heard the term birdshot. Can you explain a little bit about those uh, options when it comes to what you might want to do with inside of a house?
1: Sure. Well, for for defensive shotgun, we're talking about personal defense. Um, a lot of people whisper things about birdshot as a tool because it, quote, unquote, what do we hear? That it won't penetrate the walls. Well, yeah, it will. It, birdshot will go through drywall pretty pretty easily. What it won't do is get very good penetration on a on an assailant. If somebody's charging you and you're putting birdshot in them, you're not going to get the real deep penetration that we want in order to get into the organs and into the mechanics of the person in order to stop them. Uh, with that being said, for defensive loads, I lean towards uh, number nine, buckshot, or excuse me, double lot buckshot. So it's a nine pellet, and that works really, really well. They're essentially 32 caliber rounds. You get nine 32 caliber rounds at the same time with the same press of the trigger every single t- every single time. Press the trigger, rack the gun, nine rounds. Press the ground, press the gun, nine rounds. Uh, i I like that because it gives us multiple wound channels. And ultimately, what we're trying to do is punch holes in this person and have them mechanically or psychologically. Break from the fight. Our goal is not really to kill them. Obviously, our goal is to stop them. And a, a shotgun with buckshot is a good way to do that. Now, slugs, slugs are <laughs> pretty good fight stoppers as well. The challenge we face with them, though, now you're simply shooting a rifle. You're shooting a single round into a target. And if you miss, you get a slug going downrange somewhere, tearing through walls and going out in Aunt Edna's backyard and hitting the cat and the and the '72 Chevy in back. Um, that's why I tend to lean a little bit more towards buckshot as, as a good home defense choice. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What do you
0: say to the, you know, when I've heard some people say this, you can't miss with a shotgun, which in your class, when, when I was there, I proved that you can miss with a shotgun a couple of times. I missed the target. So <laughs> I'd like to have, you have ask, your uh, comment on that.
1: So you can absolutely miss with a shotgun. <laughs> and we talked about this in class too. Um, I see it a lot of times in competition, people will have clay pigeons set up there around the range and they're racing through and they're they're literally four feet away and they fire their fire, their, their shotgun and they're moving on. They look down and the pigeons have been missed. It is still a weapon. You still need to aim the projectile or plural projectiles at the target that you're aiming at. It's not just a general area weapon. You're going to get a little bit of a pattern. No doubt. The the shot will open up, uh, but will it open up? enough to hit that target will it open it up too much are you are you not really pointed in yeah it's there are sights and optics on shotguns for a reason and we talked about this too there was a instructor out there who professed that you don't need sights you don't need to aim just point the shotgun in the general direction and that as my uh, son says that's crazy talk that's it's just it's just wrong you have to aim or you will miss
0: mm-hmm. well we were at i think 30 feet and, yeah, uh, in class, and we were shooting with, you know, improved or similar chokes, uh, nothing, you know, super tight and our patterns were still six inches, um, in diameter approximately. And on top of that, we proved, you know, as we went through the shooting exercises that you can still miss, we'll miss a target like that. And a few of us, once we, once we understood the game, tried to get a little closer than 30 feet to try to make sure we didn't miss it as much. And we still missed it. I'm almost thinking maybe the. the I should have stayed back a little further and had it, uh, spread out a little bit more in order to hit all the targets.
1: Yeah. I take it. it's always about taking the time. You want to shoot as fast as you slowly can. You want to get a good, make sure you get good pointing, get trigger control, all the, all the mechanics, but you want to be doing that as quick as you can without rushing at the same time.
0: Well, as I say, with, you know, pistols or rifles or whatever you shoot, you can't miss fast enough.
1: Oh, and, that's the truth. <laughs> and you got works the same way.
0: Yep. Um, in the one qualification we did, um, it was six, uh, targets we had to shoot and all our guns held six. And I know both times I ran it, I had to put two extra shells in because I missed it a couple of times and that's, you know, you, you, rush it too much and you still are going to, still going to miss it. Um, yeah, a, lot of, a, lot of re-
1: a lot of reloading going on, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's,
0: it's, it's a good, uh, good skill to have because not a lot of times people get a lot of trigger time behind a shotgun and shotguns, one of those that's, um, very effective. You know, we were talking about, you know, shooting hinges off doors.
1: Oh, yes. absolutely.
0: They make they make barrels that are specifically made for breaching to blow hinges off doors, where if you've got your your pistol, your Glock, your Smith and Wesson, um, or you've got your AR, it's a little bit harder to go along and, and actually blow the hinges off a door. And I've been in classes where we got along and you literally put the shotgun barrel right muzzle right up to the hinge and you take it off, take top off, you take the bottom off, and the door opens magically for you.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely the master key. And as you said, we can change the barrels. I can have the same action and put a put a short barrel on there with a standoff device Mm -hmm. and punch hinges or door locks all day long. I get tired of that. I'll change out the barrel, have it where it's ported, maybe a 14 inch barrel. Have a foreclosed protection weapon. There's there's a lot you can do with it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep, and even from a uh, legal standpoint, you can actually change out the stock on a shotgun for a pistol grip. So, you know, if you wanted something that's a little shorter, as long as you don't violate the overall length of the gun, you can still yeah. go along and have, have a, you know, very effective firearm that you're just essentially it's a very long pistol at that point when you put the pistol grip on it, but you still have, you know, the, the, uh, impact of a 12 gauge, uh, going off in your hands.
1: Absolutely. true. Absolutely. true.
0: Um, when it comes to h- home defense, um, what, what's your suggestion when it comes to action types?
1: Well, I'm a pump gun guy. Um, We talked a little bit about that. Um, Why? Because they're super, super reliable. Um, Gas guns can be a little finicky at times. I think we only had one, maybe two, malfunctioned with gas guns out there. But in my experience of doing this for for a long time, um, inevitably, it's the gas guns that have hiccups. And we don't want to have any hiccup when the caca hits the fan at 3 o'clock in the morning and your Scooby-Doo underwear, bringing out your shotgun, you want to make sure that the gun is going to be super reliable. And a pump gun, in my opinion, is the most reliable. Now, like any other gun, it takes some practice because I see people, and you saw it too, they were short-stroking again. they pump it, but they wouldn't pump it all the way or they wouldn't push it forward all the way. And then all of a sudden it was very quiet for some time. So if you're not a pump gun, you need to make sure that you get training with it and really rack it to the back and punch that sucker forward.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, just, you know, semi-automatic pistols, uh, rifles, whatever, if you've got an action, you've got to know how to properly uh, work it, you know, do not only uh, cycle it for, you know, put next round into it, but also, you know, if you've got a stoppage, you know, how do you get in there and, and make it work again? And those are skills that no matter what weapon platform you're using, you need to practice and make sure you can do them under you know, a lot of stress, you know, probably the worst day of your life. You know, if you, if we've actually got to go to our weapons to defend ourselves.
1: Absolutely. Right. Now, one quick thing too, and this is once again, my opinion about things is, and we train with shotguns, we train with them generally on the square range or able to be no shoot house. And each time we're generally really square behind that gun. And that's one of the necessities of a gas gun. You got to be behind that to give it that little brace um, unfortunately, if we're in a, in a house, you may be halfway cockeyed behind something. And if if you train like that, if you train having your gun kind of off angle where you're not completely behind it and you can still get the gun running, you're gold. Um, if you're a Gaskin guy, you're committed to that or a Gaskin girl, that's fine. But make sure you train more than just squared up on the range. And you need to make sure you're training at funky angles, kneeling, lying down, things like that. Because that's where that gas gun is getting an attitude on you when you're not completely behind it to really run that recoil on it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. What's your thoughts about the old uh, Stagecoast double-barrel know, double, double barrel shotgun or over-under shotguns for home defense? Well,
1: uh, they're they a cool gun. Um, I'm not a fan because they're two rounds. And I know a lot of people watch a lot of movies and two rounds blow somebody through the second-story window, right? That's how that works.
0: That's what Hollywood says.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, it's not true. Um, there's if you hit them with two barrels of buckshot, more than likely they're going to be out of the fight. But if they've got a buddy with them or two buddies with them, now you are forced to speed reload a double bar- a 19, you know, an 1880s double barrel shotgun. I, I would tend to push you towards a more modern defensive firearm. Now, if you were truly in love with that shotgun. I have seen some cowboy shooters run double-barrel shotguns faster than most people who run a pump gun, or even some cats even run a gas gun. I've seen some people really run them fast. Mm-hmm. But as with any platform, if that's your choice, if that's your weapon of choice, you need to master it. Not just tinker with it. You need to master it.
0: Definitely. And, you know, that's master it, how it functions, master it, make sure you know how to load it, make sure you know, you know, how to deal with any malfunctions with it. You know, we, Absolutely we, right. we talk about that with pistols and rifles all the time. And shotgun is uh, no different. And if you don't show it some love and cleaning it and making sure it's working properly, you will, you know, worst, worst time of your life, you will ha- end up having some problems with it. That's for sure.
1: Absolutely. Right. You got to keep it clean. Keep it, keep, take good care of it, or it's going to betray you.
0: Here's a really interesting question for you because i want your input on this what kind of accessories would you suggest for a shotgun and i bring this up because we've all we've all seen tactical tom walking around and he's got a shotgun or ar that's got you know three different lights on it's got the extra mag on it got you know 20 different things on it now grant you it weighs like 25 pounds okay which is the, the first one but in your expert opinion what would be some of the critical accessories to have? on the gun you know at once it's actually loaded
1: well for home defense i would put a light on it because you definitely need to identify your target the, that a light is almost not 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 a question i really encourage you to have a light on it and then i encourage you to have a spare ammo be it a side saddle or a, a sock on the stock whatever whatever setup you have i encourage you to have extra ammo on the gun i lean towards and would encourage a side saddle on the receiver itself It's much easier to quicker to load as opposed to reaching back and fumbling on the stock. But a light and extra ammo are two of the most important things.
0: We don't need the uh, tactical chainsaw or uh, bayonet on the end of it or anything else like that.
1: Probably not. not.
0: (laughs) And and one thing I would add, so when it comes to the saddle, make sure you get some training with it too. Because if you've got extra ammo there, you want to be able to, you know, in the middle of the night, be able to identify your slugs from your buckshot and be able to go along and effectively load it because you're not going to have all the lights that you would normally have on, on during the daytime. And you've got to be able to run it. You know, as we've been saying all along, run it effectively because your life might depend upon it.
1: Absolutely right. And I encourage people to get snap caps, just the training rounds for shotgun and load up the saddle. And then if you don't have anywhere you can go completely the dark, just close your eyes and practice loading your guns to complete dark. Now, the reality is that... You may be completely dark at the gun. You may not be able to see well, but we'll still have a light on the gun, uh, but you, you're not going to have, as you said, you're not going to have all the light that you're expecting. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. That is for sure. And, uh, as with any weapon system, you pretty much should be able to run it blindfolded so that you can yep. properly load it. You can properly fix, fix malfunctions, uh, those types of things
1: for absolutely.
0: I know we've been very pro um, shotgun so far, but what are some of the challenges that a shotgun has that you know a pistol or a rifle platform wouldn't necessarily have uh, in your mind?
1: Well, size is our first one. Um, it's a little unwieldy. Uh, my personal my personal home gun is a short barrel Mossberg five ninety a one, so it's a much shorter weapon all in total. But you start talking about swinging a full size eight seventy. You know, wingmaster through the house, and that's a lot of gun to get around corners, because you don't want to you don't want to stick the barrel out there and precede yourself too much. So it can be a little unwieldy. So the this, the sheer size of the gun is a challenge, and then the second one is the actual firing of the gun. And this comes down to training. A lot of people just aren't accustomed to running a shotgun, so they may buy a shotgun for home defense, and heaven forbid they ever have to use it. But if they don't know how to run it and that gun is not really seated into their shoulder real well, that first round goes off, the stock runs back, punches them in the shoulder, back they go. The recoil is all over the place. They're disoriented now. They're trying to get themselves back together. So running the shotgun slash recoil and then the length of the gun are the two biggest challenges in my mind. Because mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I've seen some people you know, with the bird hunting guns that have 28-inch barrels on them. Very good, oh, absolutely. you know, for you know, going after geese and, and ducks and such. But at the same time, you're probably more at like the 18 and a half inch barrel length when it comes to, you know, home defense, something along those lines. Um, so, you right. so you're not pushing it out too far in front of it.
1: Absolutely right. Shorter the better. Two degree. Mm-hmm. Two degree.
0: Definitely. And one of the big advantages, I think, with a shotgun over a lot of other platforms, it's relatively inexpensive, even compared to like an AR for you can definitely go you know a high end and you know really you know go you know doubling the price of an ar just with a shotgun but you know wingmaster you know the mossberg you know 500 590 series uh you know those especially during uh deer season in the fall you can get them for two 300 bucks which is uh you know real bargain for when you think about what you have you know in your hands at that time to build defend your home with
1: absolutely right they are very affordable and ammo is still it's becoming easier to find but shotgun ammo is definitely cheaper than ar ammo or pistol ammo right now
0: well and you also got you know a thousand different choices too because we were talking buckshot birdshot you've got you know slugs you've got um you know different size slugs you've got duplex rounds which are the slugs and and with the buck shots and you can go from double lot yep. to triple lot buck um you know all all different kind of combinations all depending upon what you're going to be going after and uh, you know that that's one of the things that makes it really nice because when it comes to ar ammo yeah you've got some options but you really don't have more than just a, a handful of options to be able to go when it comes to it. And you, you know, even like you said, you can change up the barrel so easily, you can, you know, change the purpose of it within, you know, five minutes almost any shotgun. Absolutely those, right. Th- those are big Certain. pluses for it. Very versatile. And no, I took your shotgun class, enjoyed it a lot but, um, where can people get training at when it comes to, uh, shotguns? Are there any besides force options? Are there any other schools that are really teaching shotguns effectively that you know of?
1: Yeah, there are, there are a couple of places. My favorite place is actually Gunsight, and it's here in Arizona. Um, they teach us an entire spectrum of classes and they have a very, very solid shotgun curriculum up there. Um, And they have multiple layers of it, too. So if you become the the shotgun Jedi, they got something for you, too. So they have basically an introduction to shotgun, intermediate, advanced shotgun. If you're a hunter and you want to, you know, do some hunt prep and, you know, they really are a, a great place for some serious shotgun training. I've been up there several times for shotgun related events to the media. And when we do that, they actually run a course. And I've been very impressed very impressed with what they do. I would I would point people towards gun sight in the blink of an eye.
0: Or if you're in the Hamilton, Ohio area, um, come see you next year when you're back in town.
1: Absolutely, we'll that, be back that, next year.
0: That yep, that was uh, definitely a uh, fun course and uh, very worthwhile to get back behind uh, behind the trigger on a shotgun. And I've done my fair share of shooting, but it's uh, man, it's fun just to shoot them. I'll put it there. It way. is, and it,
1: it really <laughs> is. Especially once you get comfortable and you know how to shoulder it and stuff, the shotgun's fun to run.
0: Hmm. yep i i like that and uh i i cut my teeth doing a whole lot of deer hunting with the shotgun so i'm uh, oh, yeah. very very comfortable with it and uh really 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 enjoyed your class uh, doing that looking forward to your advanced class next year because uh i like shooting
1: <laughs> <laughs> you like me? i like shooting
0: <laughs> if, if it goes bang i like it i'll i'll leave yeah. it at that and like rifle shotgun or pistol i like it and in fact um you remind me of uh, when we were talking about having the big caliber handguns. I got to get my uh, revolver out and get that tuned up for uh, deer season two. That's uh,
1: uh, about that's, uh, that time.
0: Nothing like carrying a 454 with you when you're out in the woods. Exactly. Because that, that can stop hit- anything in North America.
1: <laughs> well, I'm headed up to Idaho here shortly, right on the other side of the Tetons, right on the other side of Jackson Hole, right over the pass. We're going out there for our, uh, our publisher has a big what they call a rendezvous. It's a big media event. And I'm probably going to go hiking in the Tetons while I'm there. Did that a couple of years ago. And I had a 10 mil, brought a 10 millimeter pistol with me. And I'm going to probably bring a 460 with me on this one because bears are a reality out there. It's not, it's not theoretical. It's not, Hey, you might, maybe you see a print. You're probably going to see a bear. So got to be ready. I'd rather not, but I'm not going to take a chance.
0: Well, every time I've been bear country uh, you know, the brief thing they tell you is bears are curious. And if they, if they hear you smell you different things like that, they will come and check you out. Period. Uh doesn't matter what you, what you smell like. They're going to check things out because they are the alpha predator in their area. And they will check out to see what it is. Now, as long as you don't appear to be food, as long as you don't appear to, you know, be, um, you know, prey to them, you know, you're running away from them, things like that. You're probably pretty safe, but, Again, um, having a little extra protection just in case you've got that one uh, angry bear that comes and finds you, uh, that's that's a good suggestion. Very good suggestion. Hey, Fred, we've been asking all our guests this year um, to kind of give a recommendation of a book or instructor that you feel that other instructors should check out to kind of, you know, help round their training experience to help improve their training uh, that they offer their students. Do you have a suggestion
1: for them? Sure. Training wise, um, I, I go back to gun side because I spent so much time up there, but there's a specific instructor up there. His name's Dave Hartman, and he's been there a long time and he he ran our shotgun class. In fact, I've been with him in multiple classes. Fantastic instructor. And he is what I call an instructor's instructor. He, I, I learn mechanics from him. I, I may learn certain things about shooting from him. But what I learned from him more than anything else is about instructing. And as instructors, we're always looking at better ways to present our material, how we can be better instructors, how we can plate what we're presenting to the students. And Dave's a good person to uh, to model yourself after. And I, whenever I'm up there, I have two sets of notes. One is from what we did in the class um, regarding maybe testing a new pistol, a new shotgun. And the second are notes I take away from Dave in regards to how he presented material, uh, or how he verbalized certain things. I, uh, I'm a pretty big fan of that.
0: Well, that's, that's really good. Cause the one thing I always go along, and we've talked about this on the podcast summer, several times is being, being a good instructor is great, but you've got to realize that every couple years there's a new generation coming up and they see things differently every, you know, as you get older, you see things a little differently and you've got to being a great instructor. Means that you can go along, and reach the students where they are, and make them into the best possible shooter that you have that that you can, and that takes a lot of skill. Not just going along and saying press the trigger slower and keep the sights on target, but actually going along realizing body mechanics as well as uh, the mental process and realize where people are coming from, and that, that's good. Uh, I will make sure that Dave's uh, information are in the show notes for anybody who wants to maybe check out his courses there at GunSight. Well, Fred, where can we go along and find more information about the classes that you're teaching and about force options?
1: Well, my primary spot for that is my website. It's forceoptionsusa.com. On that, I keep my, my civilian training schedule list up there. Our, our LE and military schedule is, is private for law enforcement officers and agencies and stuff. If they're interested in training, I just have them contact me directly. But I don't, you know, just like you, I, we don't announce much LE training publicly. Um, that's that's the primary clearinghouse. Social media, um, I, I kind of feel like an old man a little bit. I do social media because it's it's important for business. I met some I, I went to it kind of kicking and screaming, but I've met some of those wonderful people through social media. It's been really interesting. met some really, really good fellow instructors and and really gained from it. It's a bit of a wrestling match at times to sit there and and read some of these things. Um, but it's kind of a necessary evil. So social media, you can find me basically force options, uh, anywhere on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, LinkedIn is Fred Masterson, but reach out to me in, in any of those spots. If you just want to link up as well.
0: Super great. Well, Fred, thank you for your time today.
1: My absolute pleasure. I, it's, I really am flattered that you asked me on, uh, I hope it's not too terribly boring.
0: <laughs> it's one of those things where I, uh, promise my listeners, we bring them interesting content. And as much as we talk about uh, handguns, I think it's knowing the other uh, options that are out there sometimes, and and how to apply them appropriately. And you, I think you've given us a wealth of information on uh, shotguns this week.
1: Yeah, it's been my pleasure. I'm a, I'm a big fan, and I'm I'm at everybody's disposal if they have questions.
0: Okay, thanks a lot, Fred.
1: My pleasure. Have a great day.
0: That's a wrap for this episode. We want to remind you to visit podcast.concealedcarry.com to enter in for a weekly prize giveaway. Give away some great prizes each week. And remember, you can't win without entering and your entries do not carry over from week to week. Also want to ask, share all our podcasts on your social media, help other trainers receive this great information. Remember to check out our website where you can search for various topics from marketing to instructor training at com, And you can also leave us comments there for each episode. If you have any ideas for new episodes, suggestions on guests to have, or feedback, please email me at at ftp.concealedcarry.com. Visit our sponsors, especially the Firearms Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com and check out their instructor insurance. Being a responsible instructor means having insurance coverage. Remember to use promo code FTP10 for 10% off at checkout. We bring you this podcast, Support the Industry the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Thanks for listening, and stay safe, everyone. Concealed Carry Inc. and concealedcarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.